watch and listen to the talking news uh, every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Peo Lillo, honored for his service by Joanna K. Zavallis. Mark Peo Lillo attended his final meeting as selectman on April 1st and was honored with three proclamations from State Senator William Brownsberger, State Representative David Roger, and the Town of Belmont recognizing his history of service and dedication. Paolillo served three terms as a selectman. You have done so much for this town and collaborated with so many people, and that's how things get done, is by people collaborating. You're a leader that does collaborate, says Brownsberger. Rogers said he is sad to see Paolillo go. Mark's a really, really smart guy, and he's a really, really nice guy, and both of them really matter in public service that you bring out your intellect, but you also, fu- you also provide fundamental decency as a human being, said Rogers. Chairman Adam Dash and Selectman Thomas Caputo presented Paolillo with a wooden rocking chair engraved with the Belmont Town seal, his name and years of service. Because you like being the chair, said Dash. The proclamation from the town cited Paolillo's nine years as selectman, as well as his 22 years of service in many other capacities on the Travel Advisory Committee, the Council on Aging, Warrant Committee, Committee Preservation Act Study Committee, Town Meeting, Recreation Commission, Minuteman Study Committee, Municipal Light Board, Financial Task Force, Capital Budget Committee, Community Path Advisory Committee, Board of Library Trustees, Economic Development Advisory Committee, and School Committee, along with Major Capital Projects Working Group, High School Traffic Working Group, among others. He served as Chairman of the Selectmen in 2012, 2013, and 2016. The proclamation states Paolillo was an, was an integral in the creation of the first financial task force, Belmont's first look at a municipal and a multi-year strategy regarding town finances and capital improvements and bringing the town and schools into one budget, creating the one Belmont, one budget approach. The proclamation also states he was instrumental in changing how municipal employees communicated with residents, pushing for a stronger web and social media presence. Mark had set a high standard of commitment and dedication, which the youth of our town may follow and serve as an inspiration for the citizens of the town of Belmont, states the proclamation from the town of Belmont. In response to the many accolades and applause from the audience, which included Paolillo's wife Christine and his mother Mary, 
Mark said, it has been a privilege and honor to serve the residents of the community. I've enjoyed every single day and every single year. I'm really going to miss the work. People thought I was retiring because of the work and long hours. That had nothing to do with it, he said. He said he will miss the town employees. We had a terrific team of department heads and town employees that do their best every single day. We're not perfect. We try to serve the community and the way they want services provided, he said. He also thanked the other boards he served with. Some were great, some were okay. He especially thanked his mentor, Ralph Jones, the smartest guy I ever served with, said Paolillo. He also thanked his late father, Anthony, who instilled in him the need to give back to the community by serving it. Paolillo is a certified public accountant and works as principal of abandoned and unclaimed property practice leader for Ryan of Boston. And now over to my colleague, Claire. Thanks, Bob. The election results are in. Epstein wins selectman seat. Page wins housing authority. Prestwich and Checkaway win school committee seats. By Joanna K. Zavellis. For many, this year's town election was a nail-biter, with a contentious three-way race for the selectman seat, as well as races for school committee and housing authority. Many predicted it would be a close race between selectman candidates Roy Epstein and Jesse Bennett, and the results proved just that, with Epstein winning over Bennett by 128 votes. Timothy Flood came in third with 136 votes. The most recent close race for selectmen was in 2012 between Andy Rojas and the late Dan Scharfman. Scharfman lost by just 35 votes. This is the first three-way race for selectmen since 2010 when Mark Paolillo first ran against Daniel LeClerc and Ann Mayen. Paolillo won. Housing Authority. Newcomer Cassandra Page won the five-year Housing Authority seat with 384 more votes than incumbent Thomasina Olson. Page was overwhelmed with joy as the, she learned the results of Town Hall, read by Assistant Town Clerk Meg Pichon. She said she did not expect to win. I didn't think anybody cared. My opponent's been around forever, and she's done so many amazing things for this town, and I just didn't think I had a chance, said Page. This is the first time in 28 years a tenant has been elected as a member of the Housing Authority Board, according to Housing Authority Board member Charles Laverty III. I know she's passionate about a lot of issues, so we look forward to working with her on those issues and all the changes at the Housing Authority, he said. Laverty will become the acting chairman to fill the vacancy left by Olson, who was the chairman. The first meeting is April 22nd, at which time they will elect a new chairman. He said he looks forward to working with Paige and welcomes her with open arms. School committee. In the race for the two three-year school committee seats, the winners are newcomer Amy Checkaway, coming in first with 3,105 votes, and incumbent Andrea Prestwich with 2,975. 
Newcomer Peter Pantazopoulos received 1,417 votes. Checkaway said she cares about the transition to the grade 7 through 12 school and getting into the community, listening to different perspectives, and bringing them to the table. She is focused on trying to make sure students are getting a comprehensive, high-quality education and that teachers in leadership are supported to make positive change in the schools. Her first school committee meeting will be April 9th. Board of Selectmen. Epstein said he never ran a campaign before and thinks he knocked on 2,000 doors. The most important experience of that was meeting all the people who are incredibly diverse, generally very welcoming, very informative. I learned a lot from all different points of view, rich, poor, young, old, with different concerns, he said. He said he believes the experience made him a better candidate and it will make him a better selectman. Epstein said the biggest issues facing Belmont in the next few years are financial, between completing capital projects successfully and managing a request for an override. Managing that in a way that people can live with it is the most important challenge facing Belmont, and I believe I'm the best prepared to help do that, he said. Epstein said Belmont's chronic problem is expenses that exceed revenue. Getting prepared for the next override is something we have to start thinking about now. I've given some thought to taking this as a moment where we could maybe simultaneously address a tax program for seniors and revisit the business model for town departments to see if money can be saved by restructuring services and rethinking some of the ways the town raises revenue. Before the results came in, Bennett told the Citizen Herald, whether I win or not, I plan to stay involved in the town. I will do all of the volunteering I possibly can. It's what makes this town great. People getting in and getting the work done. I'm not going away anytime soon, no matter what, said Bennett. Former selectman Mark Paolillo was at Town Hall when the results came in. I hope now that the race is over, the town comes together, he said. He thinks... It took a lot of courage for Bennett to step into the ring without a lot of time spent in town politics. She came incredibly close to winning. I hope she will continue to serve as a town meeting member. She has done wonderful work on the high school traffic working group, and perhaps in the future she'll throw her hat in the ring again, said Paolillo. He thinks it's important for the selectmen to unite the town. There's so much more to do and the three members of the board need to move forward together, unite the town, and let's focus on the issues we need to address and enhance the quality of the life of the residents in our community, said Paolillo. Now, over to Max. Thank you, Claire. Triple A rating to save town money by Joanna Kate Savellis. Town Treasurer Floyd Carmen announced March 7th that the town of Belmont has been assigned a triple A rating by both Moody's and S&P. This was the first time the town has received rate, has been rated by two rating agencies, according to Carmen. The size of the financing triggered the dual rating analysis report. On March 12th, Carmen went out to market for a $100 million bond to fund the Belmont High School grades 7 through 12 building project, 7.4 million to renovate the police and public work 
Works buildings, $700,000 for the town's ongoing water main replacement project. There were seven bidders. The winning bidder was J.P. Morgan Securities, LLC. The true interest cost of the 30-year bond is 3.310%. The town will receive $108,100,000 in cash and finance $102,030,000, according to Carmen, a savings of around $6 million. Effective January 1, 2020, residents will see the effects of this initial borrowing for the debt exclusion for the BHS project on their property tax bills. The average single-family Belmont home valued at $1,090,000 will see their real estate taxes increased by $760 annually. Focusing just on the Belmont High School debt exclusion project, the Belmont taxpayer will save $5,572,000 on this bond, which he estimates is about $40 on the average homeowner's property tax bill. Every dollar counts, he said. Belmont is one of nine communities out of 351 that have both Moody's and S&P AAA ratings. The other communities are Acton, Boston, Brookline, Cambridge, Hingham, Wellesley, Weston, and Winchester. In February and March of 2020, Carmen said he will go to market for another $100 million bond for the BHS project. The vote passing the debt exclusion for the new grade 7 through 12 high school building in November 2018 authorized Carmen to borrow $212.7 million. The total project will cost $295 million. The town expects to get $80 million reimbursed through the grant from the Massachusetts School Building Authority. Before this debt exclusion, the town was in debt about $75 million, according to Carmen. With the $100 million bond, the debt will be $175 million. The following year, it will be $275 million. Although the AAA rating could give the town a premium which could save taxpayers up to 600000 Quote, the AAA rating reflects the town's healthy financial operations and reserves, a moderately sized tax base in close proximity to New England's largest employment center, strong resident wealth and income profile, and rising but manageable debt burden, Moody's said in its report. The rating is also incorporates the town's aggressive funding of its moderate pension liability. According to the Moody's credit analysis received by Carmen on February 28th, factors that could lead to a downgrade of Belmont's rating are a failure to maintain financially balanced operations as debt service increases, deviations from planned funding of pension liability, the, and the unwillingness of voters to approve future debt exclusions and overrides. Credit challenges are the rapid growth of school enrollment driving rising education operations and capital costs and future debt plans over the near term will substantially increase debt burden. The S&P rating report received by Carmen on March 6 describes Belmont's economy as very strong. Quote, the town's economic profile benefits from its location which has given way to extremely strong and stable wealth and income levels. It is served by the Massachusetts Bay Transit Authority's commuter rail, buses, and trackless trolley lines, in addition to several roads and exits along Route 2, which connected directly to the area's deep and robust economy, he said. The report also states Belmont's debt and contingent liability profile as weak, but that the costs are manageable given the town's very strong demographic profile. 
In our opinion, a credit weakness in, is Belmont's exposure to rising costs related to pension and OPEB obligations. However, we believe overall costs are affordable and the town has been active in managing the overall liability, SNP said in its report. SNP said the outlook for Belmont is stable as long as Belmont remains proactive in its management of its debt and liability profile as evidenced by its careful planning and prudent budget decisions. Quote, while unlikely if financial performance were to deteriorate significantly, leading to a draw on reserves, or if long-term liabilities increased at a faster pace, leading to budgetary pressures, we could lower the rating, S&P said in its report. In addition, if the town's tax rate flexibility were to diminish, as evidenced by its electorate no longer willing to support operating overrides and debt exclusions, the rating would also be pressured, particularly given the, un the expected rise in debt and other costs. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Students make a statement by Siri Kamshik, Abby Yule, and Chantel Dunn. On March 14th, hundreds of Belmont High School students streamed into the cafeteria after school to participate in the 17th annual student-led student event, Make a Statement Day. Amidst uh, upbeat music and tasty homemade treats, students packed themselves around the circular tables littered with shoppies to decorate free white t-shirts purchased using donations from the Belmont PTO, the Youth Activities and DARE Incorporated program of the Belmont Police Department, and Belmont Against Racism. Each year, students and staff are invited to decorate these t-shirts with slogans, images, quotes, or symbols, expressing whatever it is that they are passionate about. This year, Officer Horan made a surprise visit to the event, much to the delight of many who had him as a teacher and guide in their fifth grade DARE classes. The goal of the event is to promote uh, diversity, creativity, acceptance, and education among Belmont High School students. Each participant then wears their decorated shirt to school the next day, where they are encouraged to share their statement with their peers and teachers. This year, sophomore Andrew Cubstead and Thomas Boyle collaborated on their T-shirt and made abstract T-shirts that on their own seemed nonsensical, but when put together resembled a unified T-shirt. When asked about it, Boyle responded that it was to show that he and Cubstead were just two halves of a whole. Senior Jesse Giorgio made a cute uh, shirt in which her name was the basis of a asterisk poem, a snapshot of her personality. Others made t-shirts focusing on empowering both women and members of the LGBTQ plus community, current gun and immigration laws, and climate change. Make a Statement Day is entirely free to those participating. In order to purchase the t-shirts, makers and other supplies necessary for the event to take place, committee members Sherry Koshik, Abby Yu, and Chantel Dunn prepared grant proposals and spent the preceding months planning their annual event. And now over to Claire. Thanks, Bob. Celebrate spring at BGA's new exhibit. 
by Rebecca Richards. The Belmont Gallery of Art invites visitors to celebrate the joy and beauty of spring with its new exhibit, Birds, Blossoms, and Botanicals, at the Homer Building, 3rd Floor, 19 Moore Street. Opening April 12, the exhibit will delight visitors with the many images and vivid colors of the Earth's awakening after the quietness of the winter months. One can almost hear the birds singing and smell the flowers in an exhibit that delights the senses. The response to the BGA's Spring Awakenings Call for Art has been unprecedented, with over 100 artists sending in close to 300 submissions for consideration. The end result is an exhibit filled with work by over 75 artists, featuring not only painting, printmaking, and photography, but other types of art making as well, including textiles, jewelry design, and assemblage, with the common theme of depicting the beauty and joy of spring. Visitors to birds, blossoms, and botanicals will feel truly enveloped in the earth's beauty and renewal at this special time of year. The BGA will host an opening reception for birds, blossoms, and botanicals from 6 to 8.30 p.m. on April 12th, with many of the artists present. Wine and light refreshments will be served. A gallery talk, coffee, and conversation will with exhibit guest juror Lauren Meyer will be held from 10 a.m. to noon, April 13. Meyer, a landscape designer and editor of the papers of Frederick Law Olmsted, will give a talk on The Legacy of Frederick Law Olmsted. These BGA events are free and open to the public. BGA's Art Fun Shops will be held April 27th and 28th, an opportunity to play, let your imagination run loose and create something unique and personal for you or for someone you love. Working with both found materials and supplies and guidance provided by the BGA, participants in each three-hour-long workshop will leave with an original piece of art. RSVPs and nominal fee are required to cover supplies. And now here's Max. Thanks, Claire. Metco students showcase art at Grove Hall Library by Joanna Catesavellis. Metco students in kindergarten through eighth grade are participating in the fifth annual Metco Art Show through April 11th at the Grove Hall Library in Dorchester. According to Chenery Visual Arts teacher Kathleen Burns, the show originated in response to making sure all students that come to Belmont feel that they are part of the community and to celebrate their art, not just in Belmont, but in the communities where they come from. Chenery art teacher Katie Kelly said the art in the show highlights the work done in the curriculum, such as two-point perspective, one-point perspective, clay masks, slab building, screen prints, portraits incorporating the Where I'm From poem they work on in seventh grade English class. Chenery 7th grade METCO student Crystal Bella Rudder of Mattapan is exhibiting her art in the show. It depicts depression and how it affects the lives of people ages 15 to 24. It was created using a carving tool and linoleum with rolled ink. Quote, it lets students show what they do in school, not only in school, but outside of school. 
It lets them express themselves and show what they've been going through at home, unquote, said Rudder. Chenery 8th grade Metco student Kadir Davis of Dorchester is exhibiting his two-point perspective of Legos with dragons in the background in coordinating colors made with pencil. He is also exhibiting a ceramic sculpt fish sculpture depicting a betta fish he used to have as a pet. He likes that the exhibit is close to home. Chenery 8th grade Metco student Maima Dayakate of Mattapan is exhibiting a screen print she created with a group in bright orange and red and a two-point perspective about social issues including gay rights. Quote, I made a box that's like a rainbow and a person choosing a path they want to go down and being conflicted, she said. She's excited to be part of the art show for the fourth year in a row. I like that I can do anything I want in the, in the art class. I get to choose what I draw and what I make, she said. She hopes to continuing studying to continue studying different art forms of art in high school. Chenery's seventh grade Metco student, A.J. Sweet of East Boston, will exhibit a picture he created of his dog, Lucky, and a portrait of himself which incorporates the Where I'm From poem, he wrote. I think it's cool people get to see my artwork I work hard on, he said. Chenery art student teacher Sarah Libertini said the Metco Art Show is special for everyone who attends and is an opportunity to connect with the Metco students on a different level. Over to you, Bob. Thanks, Max. Local nonprofits receive community grants. Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Foundation recently announced that two Belmont nonprofit organizations were awarded a total of $1,000 from the foundation's Community Spirit 9-11 Mini Grant Program. The Belmont Chinese American Association received a $500 grant, and Belmont High School received a $500 grant. To commemorate those Harvard Pilgrim members who lost their lives on September 11, 2001, Harvard Pilgrim and the Foundation created the Community Spirit 9-11 Mini-Grant Program. This program allows each Harvard Pilgrim employee to award a $500 grant completely funded by the Foundation to the local charity of his or her choice for each calendar year. Since this community grants program began in 2002, Harvard Pilgrim employees have directed more than $6.3 million to thousands of organizations throughout Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. We are so fortunate to have generous and dedicated employees to enrich our company and the communities in which we all live and work, said Karen Vossi, the president of the Harvard Pilgrim Foundation. The mini-grant program is a wonderful way to support our, our employees. They help others to make an impact in their own cities and towns. In 2018, 96% of Harvard Pilgrim employees participated in at least one form of service or giving through volunteering, the mini-grant program, or the Harvard Pilgrim's annual employee fundraising campaign. And now over to my colleague, Claire. Thank you. Belmont World Film to pre present Jurga. Belmont World Film will present the New England premiere of Jurga, sponsored by the Australian Consulate of New York, at 7.30 p.m. April 8th at the Studio Cinema, Cinema 376 Trapella Road, Belmont. The film was Australia's 2019 submission for the Best Foreign Language Film Oscar.
Director Benjamin Gilmore will speak after the film via Skype from Australia in a discussion moderated by Zara Loftfi, a Middle Eastern study scholar originally from Afghanistan. Besides epitomizing this year's theme of making peace, Jurga portrays the people of Afghanistan in a different light from American cinema, said Belmont World Film Executive Director Ellen Gittleman. Many of the people in the film are non-actors who have participated in these thoughtful jurgas themselves. Belmont World Film's 18th annual international film series, Making Peace, will run through April 29 at the Studio Cinema in Belmont with films beginning at 7.30. Tickets to film screenings are $11 general admission and $9 for students and seniors in advance at http belmontworldfilm.org and $12 and $10 respectively on day of the show beginning at 7 p.m. with cash. EBT and WIC cardholders can purchase tickets at half price on the day of the show. A passport includes eight admissions for $75 and can be shared with one other person. Now over to Max. Thanks, Claire. Pan Mass Challenge seeking kids' rides coordinator. The Pan Mass Challenge, a charitable bike-a-thon held every August, is seeking a coordinator for the Belmont Kids Ride event. The organization hosts more than 30 PMC kids' rides throughout Massachusetts and New England. In 2018, one of those rides took place in Belmont, in which more than 300 local children participated to raise funds for patient care and cancer research at Dana-Farber. In 2018, 33 PMC kids' rides attracted over 4,300 cyclists and 1,500 volunteers. Kids ages 2 to 15 pedaled routes between 1 and 10 miles in mini bike-a-thons, providing them the opportunity to raise money for cancer care and research, just like the adults who participate in the PMC. Together, they raised more than $950,000 as part of the PMC's monumental $56 million gift to Dana-Farber, and in 2019, PMC Kids Rides hopes to raise $1 million as part of the organization's fundraising goal of $58 million. The Pan Mass Challenge has raised more than $654 million for cancer research and patient care at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute since its inception in 1980. For information, visit kids.pmc.org. If interested in becoming a coordinator, contact Just Justine Darmanian at 781-343-4012 or justine at pmc.org. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.